Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on Gotham, we have some delicate and dark obsessions. They're all here and they're all next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This classy music. It's a nice, slow push you in. Yeah, be wary of the music video, though, if you don't like clowns. Nice and chill. <laughs> Hello, Gotham fans. My name is Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. K-A-U-F-M-A-N-M. And we are here to talk about Gotham Season 3, Episode 16. These delicate and dark obsessions. Yeah. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. Every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. And um, I would like to talk about my obsession with this show and its blending of the many Batman cultures. It has been so beautiful and so great. Let's get right into it. Yes. I, it's it's good there's a whole show for us to just have an outlet for our love of Gotham. I appreciate it. Enjoyed this episode. As of this moment on IMDb, it is the... Um, I believe it's the most... It's the highest ranked Gotham episode on IMDb. Entertainment gave it a B, and they've been... Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it mm-hmm. a B, and they have been giving us some pretty low... Some low Bs, some Cs... Uh, it's, it's got more talking, which the non-superhero people, you know, always yeah, appreciate. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly would have, Entertainment Weekly would absolutely love this episode. Let me retweet the tweet so more people <laughs> can get into the chatty chat. I will also be in the chatty chat. Yes. Let's jump in the little Lil Wayne. That's where we left him last week. He's Lil in the, the, the snow prison. In the big house, in the slammer. He's in the, the basement of Gotham that's also <laughs> Nepal. It's probably Nepal. <laughs> It's not good. It's cold. He does not have a blanket. I am worried about him. Definitely worried about him. He runs into a gentleman who is not Ra's al Ghul. I can confirm that. Ra's not al- the actor cast is Ra's al Ghul, so... Ra's al Ghul was cast on March 2nd, meaning they, they're not shooting his stuff until a little later. This person, we're not sure exactly who this person is, but he has mystical powers. He's able to take Bruce all over. He takes Bruce back in time after a little prodding and showing that it's a maze and that life is meaningless and... <laughs> Just the normal stuff. The normal guru things you learn. Normal 14-year-old stuff. 15-year-old. <laughs> like, he's not 16. No. In my, when I was singing Bruce's age today, I was like, he's not 16. But I like a, a Bruce that knows he's going to be Batman. Like, in depictions I've seen of young Bruce or when we get Bruce talking about his, his youth uh, in comic books, I, I like that he has that kind of, like, strict determination to become Batman from an early age. Because I don't feel like mm. that's something you can stumble into. I don't think you could just accidentally become Batman. Like, oh, that's a different trainings here and there, and now I'm Batman. I feel like he would have to have made this dedication early on. There aren't that many versions of it, but I wouldn't mind... I wouldn't mind a more Tony Stark-esque version of it, where he's just brilliant. Where he's just brilliant, so he's never actually training to become Batman oh, as no, much as he's... No, because it is so cocky. Which is, works great for Tony, but I don't like a cocky, like, Bruce. If I ever get the ability to write a Batman lore... I, I kind of wanted. I kind of want him to be an aimless twenty-something millennial. Oh, like I want. <laughs> I want to work on something where he's an aimless twenty-something millennial who doesn't understand that he should become Batman until he's thirty-six. Why thirty-six? Because Jesus. 
okay, I like your savior <laughs> complex thing going on, uh, but I like a Bruce that is technically dead inside and it's just a puppet for this thing called Batman that has made its way. And for that to happen, it has to be an obsession from a young mm. age, and it's got to be he can uh, still he can still be. I'm not saying he has to be hapless or painless. I just want to make him also aimless. I want to make him also. I'm I, reinventing I canon on a show that already has canon. I should stop. I, I, I see this version, and, and I would have fun reading it, but, but Bruce, in my head, canon is, is always determined, and it's kind of fun when... I like Gotham's a great show where if it doesn't match your head canon, you're like, okay, but when it does match your head canon, you're like, someone finally gets it! Um, and that was definitely one of those moments tonight. It was definitely one of those moments. Um, this gentleman who, who is in my notes as not Ross Al Ghul... <laughs> Has the little magical pen yes. that can transport Bruce back into back into Gotham, but in the moment, in the moments leading up to and including during his parents' grisly murder, that he was already a witness to, but that's probably trauma he's holding on to. Definitely shut it out. And like this we... happened. This happened more than once, and it was interesting. Yeah, I again. Every time we see the the broken pearls, the bats, the night alley, Zorro. I always roll my eyes a little bit because I'm like, okay, this is seriously the most fleshed out story in maybe American storytelling. Like, from the start yeah. of American storytelling, like, Batman, the death of Batman's parents is probably the thing we've touched upon the most and revisited the most. And yet, this was I an think, original I think way Spider- to do it. I think, I think the Spider-Man origin is getting up there. You know, that's fair. We, we have point. redone a lot in the last couple of years. Uh, poor Uncle Ben. He's He's been shot a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I... I, I like this. It, it didn't. It didn't weigh down on me because instead of, it wasn't for the audience's benefit. It was strictly yeah. for Bruce trying to analyze his thoughts and feelings on this, which is not something you get a lot. A lot of times he's like, I, I did it, and I, I'm still strong. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm Batman. I am the Knight. <laughs> Here it was more like, okay, so like confront your past. Let's take a look at it. How does it make you feel? I, I'm glad Bruce needs therapy maybe more than any character ever. <laughs> and so even if it's just you know through magic needles, I'll take it. I'm thinking it. Well, and it's also that this guy's trying to make him face his demons. Go Absolutely. back, go back, face his demons. In the second time, he winds up trying to take out his rage on this guy after he actually sits through the actual murder, and then he winds up with a bit of a love tap on the face, and he's bleeding, and then he wakes up in the cell still bleeding, kind of like the Matrix. Yes. And it's kind of just very subtly glossed over of like what happens to you in our experiences happen, like follows you back to this plane. And see, I was wondering if that was not more of a. And I guess she said it right. Like it just, if, if it was happening in both places, like it's not so much. Like what's he? I don't know. Like I just feel like maybe he was more physically present than we'd like to think, as far as the dream world versus physical world. I don't I, know if they were blurring lines there. I think it's all the physical. I think what they're trying to say is that it's all the physical world, okay. and this this guy, who's not Razal Cool. Is metaphysical. He can transform into. (laughs) I searched. IMDb does not have one. (laughs) Speaking of IMDb, Gordon is played by Ben McKenzie. Yeah, it is. IMDb says, and all the supporting articles Mm. and the distinct direction of this episode. (laughs) This episode was the directorial debut of Ben McKenzie. It was, and he did a good job too. Yeah, really well directed. Just all around, like obviously he had that really badass walk at the end. It did. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd have that too. Why wouldn't you, I'd have man? that too if I were the director. He's just strut off screen and it's like, 
and this is kind of the first time we're getting Gordon back the way we need him to be. Like, we see he's, like, he got cleaned up. He's not drinking mm. so much anymore. He's, like, slowly starting to, like, solve it. But, like, he's back with Bullock here. Like, <laughs> it's starting to feel like original Gordon again. And so to see him walk off, and, and especially seeing the preview for next week, what we're about to face, it feels like he's getting closer to Kamish era. Well, Gordon, which I know we have to. We still have a whole position. He's, well, for he's also got some stuff to overcome. Sure. Before. But it, we're getting closer to it, and I like it. But to, but to start from the top, the whole uh, Gordon and his uncle Frank mm. gets weird. Um, I love that Bullock is well aware of a liver disease that means you can't drink. That makes complete sense to me that, Gor- that Bullock would absolutely know what that disease is. And there's no way that person could be a drunk driver. Falcone was his lawyer. Gordon, there's a lot of, like, ta- like a lot, le- like, there was action in this episode, but there was a lot more of just tense action like tense talking scenes yeah yeah we're like, filling in a lot of story which is i guess what makes the all of the talking work yeah is that we're getting there's a lot of things we've been craving information about for so long and there and there's there i don't want to say ticking time ticking time bombs but there's a lot of stakes to each scene where gordon confronting carmine there's a possibility gordon's gonna take down the two guards on either side of car like carmine falcone to like really set it in mm and I also love that Carmine Falcone, um, it was the Carmine Falcone, then the two guards, and then Gordon at his desk. And um, instead of saying, can we have the room, he just kind of nudges to them, because that's clearly Gordon's thing. Yeah, it's I Gordon, don't have to it's, say it. It's Gordon's thing to say, can, can I have the room? So Carmine Falcone cannot say, can I have the room <laughs> about Gordon. Like, that would never work. He needs to just tell them to go. Like, he needs it's to have cool no line. Play. Though, if you like, I feel like when you're when you're the mafia dom, when you're when you're top of what you're doing, you're beyond words. And if people can't read your intentions, they don't deserve to be around you anyway. Also, Benjamin Slade in the chat wants me to get into a Gotham Civics lesson real quick. Yes. So um, apparently, if at the beginning of season <laughs> two you're the mayor, but you get kidnapped by Tabitha and um, her brother, who wound up. Mm. The, yeah, you, you get kidnapped, and you're not seen for a while, and then you become the mayor again. But then they hold a special election where they elect An the penguin. Mayor. They elect the penguin. But the penguin turns out to be a murderer and dies by way of his chief of staff. His <sighs> chief of staff goes missing, so then you become mayor again. That's a really clear, that's a really clear line of secession. Yeah, I if feel I like do, there's no question there as to why we bring back the old mayor that was outed. Why um, we're not having another special election. We're done. Gotham's like, we're tired. We've done a lot of voting lately. Uh, we're not sure turnout's going to be really great. Let's just go back to the old way and we'll start, you know, the new cycle naturally as it comes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Gallivant was the mayor in between as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting Gallivant was also the mayor. Like, a lot happened. Again, they are tired of the voting. They're like, <laughs> you know what? It doesn't really matter. We'll have a new one in two new weeks anyway. Or, with it. But it's also worth noting that I think them putting him back at reassigning him mayor essentially because I, I think he was never he was technically unelected but then like it's all it's weird. weird he won he was assigned mayor again he he there was no election they've made it very clear that there was no election I like how the most coveted spot is also mayor and not like governor or senator or anything we were like no no well, the top is it's mayor well because if you're the governor you're the governor of whatever state Gotham presides yeah. in. Which isn't Kansas, because that's Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Probably Illinois, but it's probably, they don't state which actual state. 
We've seen both New York and Illinois use yeah. this kind of design techniques for mm-hmm. Gotham. So either or would be fine with me. Uh, because the buildings are so dense, I would say New York. Yeah. More of an East Coast feel to it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I still think you could do a lot as, you know, a governor of a state in Gotham. You still but, make big, big plays. But the court of... Well, and maybe that's the real power play if you mm. want to... Circumvent world, the court worldwide, of citywide, worldwide or citywide. Because the Court of Owls runs Gotham. Mm-hmm. So whoever's the mayor is doing the bidding of the Court of Owls, whether they know it or not. And that's what we've learned this week. That's what we've all, always kind of known about Gotham this whole time. Is that there's a flow of things that if you stand up against the flow, it will knock you down. And depending on how hard you're standing, you might not ever get back up. <laughs> it's true. And it might be your own brother ordering the... <laughs> it might be your own brother ordering the hit on you. You may not know where your uncle stands until right the very last minute. Well, to be fair, since last week to this week, Frank has been Frank's motivations have been the same. They have. But I still it was his. It. it was his. It was his disclosure. That, it was his disclosing of information that was that varied. Yeah, well, that's made, what makes him suspect. Where you're like, okay, I see you, Frank, and it seems like you're being honest with me, but you're going back and reporting things that sound like you're still working for them. And even to the point of like where one of us has to die, I'm like, but, but which one? I was I was not uh-huh. sure of where Frank's allegiance is truly laid until the very end. No, I thought it was pretty clear. Okay, because well, it, it, I think he <laughs> he always struck me as a regrettable, regrettable pawn in all this. Because he, but he, I think he also understood that if he stood up, like all have. The court of owls would just knock him down, oh, and then they'll they'll just fill his spot. He played the smart game, no he doubt wants, about it. He wants to take down the court of owls. The problem is he's sided with the Court of Owls for however old Gordon is, let's say, 36. Mm-hmm. Jesus. No, I, I think he's a little younger than that. But like, <laughs> but I would argue that that's, that's the idea of a greater good. Is like His position is only vindicated if his actions eventually take down the Court of Owls. Right. Because otherwise then he doesn't actually... He could have, because then he could have just as easily stood up for it when they wanted to kill him and his, when they, when they wanted to kill his, kill his brother and fought for it. And probably him and his brother would have both died and the court of owls would stayed up. However, if seems now his, seems now, uh, his nephew, his brother's son mm-hmm. needs to, needs to take on that shield. Has to finish the job. Needs to take and do it from the inside, mm-hmm. which seems impossible by itself. However, Something else we thought was impossible, but it happened. Gordon called Barbara. He did! And what an exciting moment for those of us who are obsessed with Barbara, me. Um, <laughs> I freaking love Barbara, and I honestly never... In, in, in this way, like, between the the fights and the last time we saw them, which was in the elevator going to rescue... Um, oh my gosh. Why can't I think of her name? His lady. Yes. Um, Former lady love. Doctor. Uh, So it was really cool to see them have to team up here and also solidifies Barbara's rising rank within Gotham. Oh no, Barbara runs Gotham. It's, it's been, it was made very clear by that one, by that one line where um, she was talking to the guy and he was like, Carmine Falcone never asked questions about Doc 90 C. And she's like, um, when he ran things and she was like, Carmine Falcone don't run things, honey. It's so also, precious. Also, she was wearing a mink coat and got some blood on it. And in my mind, I was immediately like, she must have a mink coat for every day. Because <laughs> it's Barbara Queen and she runs this place. Yes, 
does. And then to have her and Tabitha back together where it's just the two of them mm. being awesome, like, lady bosses running shit. Uh, well, well, they had a whole crew. Well, you know. And then. But, but uh, Butch isn't there. And I feel like a lot of times when Butch is around, Tabitha, she's distracted. Which is fair. I mean, they yeah. have a cute relationship or whatever. Uh, but I like when it's the two of them, like, clearly in charge, running things. It's a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of that. I'm also... I also like the idea that even though Gordon did everything he could to try to circumvent, like, them knowing that he knows that they know, which is how this episode went down. Yes. All week is just... Um, in Doc 90 c it didn't take long... It didn't take long at all for them to send a literal assassin with a machi- with a with a sword... To come and take down Barbara Queen's entire crew. Her entire crew. I wasn't expecting it. I it was thought- her and Tabitha ran, and then the informant was like, I didn't tell him nothing, and then he just slits, like decapitates him. One, sir, he's already here. He did not come to half-ass do this job. <laughs> Your pleas will not work. It, that would have been interesting if it's like, you're an innocent. You're good. It would be like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, we got a new character alert. New character whoa, alert. Whoa, whoa, this guy's just not a nameless assassin. And then so, it's like, nope, nameless assassin. We think this guy is from the League of Assassins? Maybe. If the League of Assassins, if the League of Assassins exists in this show, mm-hmm. he would be a part of the League of Assassins. I think there might just be a separate crew of assassins under, under the Court of Owls okay, that exist in this canon. But we'll find out very soon. Because it looks like they're going to be fighting out on Freaks. Gonna be tough on. Um, I think we're all good. I think we're all good on that on that topic. Yeah, we can we sure. can jump on down to Penguin, which is also where we left it last week. And I was a little critical last week. You were. I was a little critical last week of them not backing off on Penguin. Like, nope, we're gonna Penguin in every episode. <laughs> we're gonna here. shoot him in one episode. He's gonna turn. He's gonna be a ghost for the ne- for the majority of the next episode. And then at the end of that episode, when the ghost gets vanquished, he's gonna turn up. I feel like Penguin is the Urkel uh, <laughs> uh, to this episode, to this show. Like, people need Penguin to be around. Like, he probably tests the highest. He's certainly the character I hear about the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm with you. Dramatically, yeah. it would have made a lot of sense for them to wait three episodes. But I'm not mad that he's back, and especially because we get him in a new pairing. To see him with Ivy, uh, especially now that Ivy is kind of starting to figure out yeah. Who she is in her new, like, adult body and what she wants to be doing. But it's still a seven-year-old girl. Oh, totally. Like, that character, I'm excited to see Ivy at all in this show because and it's so beautifully played, which is, don't quote me on the age, but I think maybe 11. Like, she was younger than Bruce, so she would be, like, eight or nine. Let's yeah. say nine. A nine-year-old girl in a 23-year-old girl's body. I really will, because that was one of the things I was critical of uh, right before we got on the mid-season break. Was that it's just frustrating to me that there's this material is so ripe with great storytelling opportunities. Like, what is it like when you develop overnight and suddenly men are treating you differently and yet you still have these, like, kind of innocent childlike thoughts, which mm-hmm. Ivy clearly does, even though she's like a thief and running around and yeah, like, she was a, and stuff. She was two years on the street. Yeah. And, like, even before she was on the street, like, she didn't have the best home life. No, she did not. That it, like, she's, it's not like she's this super pure, innocent child. No. It's, it's, like, there's a level to that, but at the same time, like, she's still a nine-year-old girl. She still has a lot of mental maturing to do, um, so it'll be interesting to see, especially with someone who, like, Penguin, who needs kind of a partner, yeah. and he can't go back to Enigma, not right away, anyway. And um, I think Penguin, with the Gabe sequence, he really learned a bit about himself, that no one actually respects him. 
Yeah. And that's a thing people who want power need to learn. Mm. What they Do you want power or do you want respect? They're not exclusive and they're not always... They're not, like, they're not always the same thing. If you want both, that's really hard. And you really need to evaluate why you want both. Well, you have to work a lot harder than Penguin's willing to work if you want both, too. Yeah. Like, if, if you want power, that you can obviously... You he know, has power. Brilliant. He's he had a power. Of, a lot of moves. Uh, but the respect, you have to actually, I don't know, learn people's names and treat them nice and, like, engage them in civic conversation. All that's not Penguin's true. not on his checklist. That's not true. There are plenty of people... There are plenty of people in power that I respect... Because they're outwardly terrible people. And I respect that. It's Penguin who it's Penguin who deep down inside wants people to want wants people to like him. Okay. That I don't respect. That I'm like, well you don't want me to respect you because you made a strong show of strength as a leader. You want uh-huh. me to respect you because there's a hole in your heart. Okay. It's like how I respect Suge Knight because he's a like a thug and awesome at it. But yeah, if he was like, but I also want you to like me, I'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense to the person you portrayed yourself to be. Exactly. That's weird. Okay, I got That's you. That's a decent way to put Although I don't necessarily respect Shook Knight no, because... Shook Knight took some of our greatest uh, rappers of all time. And but he was... he's also boss as hell. Like, I know, but... His look is amazing. I agree, but like, I think if he were trying to just be street and thug, I'd understand that about Shook Knight. But mm-hmm. he, like, he tried to be a businessman and then just started capping people. And I'm like, that's not how business works. <laughs> I don't respect you and your lack of understanding of how business... He didn't do the Jay-Z pivot. <laughs> exactly. I'd res- I respect the hell out of Jay-Z hell for that yeah. pivot. I would respect the hell out of Shook Knight. <laughs> Even if he pivoted tomorrow. <laughs> I love where this conversation Even if he went. pulled a Jeremy pivot. Ah. And... <laughs> oh, God. That was good. That <laughs> like, was fun. Oh. But that's, that's, that's my general thought. That's my general <laughs> thought on being um, your Jeremy pivot. Um, <laughs> I just made that up now, and I think it's... Oh, man. Oh, God. Um, so, Penguin and Ivy. <laughs> but Penguin and Ivy... Um, Ivy has both a like a command serum that's also kind of a truth serum, mm. which I think will be real handy. Um, Do you pe- think this is the same one she used on Alfred earlier in the season? Yes. Okay. Cool. I, I think it's because it's the lot. same. It's the same serum. It's not like it's two different serums. It's just, and and I think it's the same idea of obedience. Mm-hmm. That if you had something that had me obedient to you, and then you asked me a question. You'd say, okay. You'd ask me a question about my honest thoughts. Give me your honest thoughts about Suge Knight. And <laughs> I would give you my honest thoughts on Suge Knight. Copy. Whereas if you were like, be obedient to me forever, okay. Respect me. No. I don't know how to do that. That's not. That's weird. That's not a. Respect isn't binary. I just can't respect. You just can't <laughs> snap your fingers and I'll respect you. Right on, right on. And that's that's what Penguin learned. And Gate called Penguin a freak, and that did not work out. Uh, when will people learn that you cannot call Penguin names? He's sensitive, and you can't take it. Okay, he can dish it out for a long time, but the minute someone turns those tables, he crumbles just instantly. He's like, "No, I've been hurt." Um, I love Penguin, though. I but I don't know. It was kind of cool to see Gabe come up. Like he's kind of. At least for me, he's just been in the background for so long, just kind of around, not really doing anything. Um, and to give him, like, a kick-ass death on the way out... That's pretty cool. That's pretty ball to the writers. And they, and they gave him... They gave him a lot... Because he was there, and as he said, he was he was there with Penguin, loyal to him, at, as his mother died when no one else was. Mm-hmm. But then it took some truth there to just be like, well, I'm, I was there out of fear, and I don't respect you. 
that doesn't help Penguin at all. No. You've got to learn, like, now that Penguin has become Fish Mooney, you need to start playing him like Fish Mooney. Like, you got to figure out how you're valuable to him in order to stay around longer. But that's the difference. Like, I would respect Fish Mooney. Mm. Because Fish Mooney would genuinely not care. I Fish Mooney would genuinely you're... not care. Like, Fish Mooney would genuinely not care what I think. Mm. Fish Mooney's out for Fish Mooney and isn't going to lie to me and say she's out for me. Okay. I'm out for Fish Mooney. You happen to be valuable to me. I just identify I so much that. with Penguin because he doesn't like most people, but the people he likes, he's like, I'm about this person. Like, yep. He oh, no. loves the people that he's there for and everybody else is just chopped liver. Penguin's got some stuff to work out. There's something about that that I respect, though, of like, look, I know what I want. I'm not really concerned with what other people want. And what, and yes, with that attitude, it is kind of foolish to be like, what I want is people to like me. That, that's Which, challenging because you don't give them a reason to like you. There's another leader in the news currently that I am no, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, but I'm. <laughs> if gun to my head, I had to diagnose this person. I think it would be the same problem that deep yeah. down inside there's a hole in them that they need filled by like immediate validation. Well, I mean that might explain why they went to a rally instead of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. But well, I don't know, you know. And and this person doesn't like free speech, but the, also that. <laughs> but. And that, that actually does parallel to Penguin because they were they were making they were making like I don't even want to say thinly veiled like straight up straight up make Gotham great again stuff not like not too long ago. Oh no, when they were having fun he was during the election, he they, was orange. Yeah, Penguin was orange in this show. Uh huh. That 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 my that my comparison's not too far off. It is not off at all, and I feel like it'll be interesting to see. I mean, next week, obviously, we're going to get some ah. more Riddler stuff, and uh, he'll be making his public debut as the Riddler. I'm really excited to see Oswald's reaction to that. Uh, you know, they parted ways as friends. It was ugly. It was bloody. Mm. And and I, his, he's, he's got this drive now to kill Oswald, but I wonder if, if maybe he'll well, respect him. Like Before we get into predictions, uh, Mark Murphy in the chat did help us out. The the gentleman with the sword that was Talon. Talon is a oh! member. Talon is a defender of the Court of Owls. We've seen Talon before. Yes. I said we forgot his name. He killed all those people so fast. You guys, it so long ago. Thank you. Um, everyone's really loving Ivy in this episode. I'm really loving Ivy. She's wonderful. I'm loving that Ivy at the end of this episode pretty much set up what's gonna go down. I think for the rest of the season, which is, hey Penguin, why don't you recruit a bunch of Indian Hill freaks? A bunch of Hugo Strange rejects. And um, I didn't mention it, but we obviously saw that the weapon that the Court of Owls is going to use to level the whole city was from the Court of... was from Indian Hill. Yeah. What is really exciting about this is Poison Ivy's the one who's always left behind or on her own. Yeah. Even without, like... Since her and Selena separated, she's always been by herself. And the idea that it's her that brings everyone together... And potentially could sit at Penguin's right hand for how long? Mm. His right hands don't tend to last very long. Yeah. But it would be really cool to see her, especially going up against Barbara and Tabitha, uh, because there's no way the four of them work well together. Agreed. I'm I getting think... far too many predictions, but it's so no, exciting. That's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> it is time for predictions. Yes. So we're ready. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Awesome. So. What you think is in the thing that's gonna blow up the place? What do you think? What do you think the Court of Owls' weapon is? Oh my gosh! 
a person and definitely not a machine. Agreed. Uh, which person... I And we talked a little bit about this last week. We're getting a lot of, like, Bane, like, visual cues and, like, Easter egg-y type We're getting things. a little bit about Bane. Uh, so I would love it if Bane just shows up, because that's a really dope weapon, first of all. If they wanted to go uh, Batman Forever Root and hook Bane and Ivy up at some point, mm. as these two kind of, like... Loner outcast people. I'll be I don't, about that life. I don't know what you're talking about. Batman Forever never happened. Uh, it did, and you guys can say what you want, but I was the right age when that movie came out. It is fun ask, as hell. Ask George Clooney. He will literally tell you. <laughs> ask George Clooney or Arnold Schwarzenegger. They will tell you, I thought we had all the copies destroyed. I missed your eyes. Come on, no, Schwarzenegger. You can't live it down. It was perfect. It was nope. beautiful. You gotta just own it. Um, so, yeah. So, I, that's my guess. I hope it's Bean. Um... I think it is a Batman villain that we have not seen before. Mm. So it's, although we like did... new to the whole entire universe? Just no, but I, th- I think new to Gotham okay. specifically. I think we saw Mr. Freeze last week getting unthawed. Or we saw Mr. Freeze in the preview, and that seems too on the nose. And kind of a lame villain. To take, the to weapon? T- yeah. To take down a whole city. Yeah, I'm not feeling Like, that. there are very few... I mean, Jerome, no. I mean, Jerome, no. I can't see the court wanting that much chaos. The, whatever they have is going to be an efficient weapon. Yeah, they they want a complete wipeout, so Ooh, Bane makes sense. Maybe they bring back Azrael. Azrael would be a good, like, Azrael with proper training would make sense. Yeah. Because Azrael's still out there. Fish Mooney's still out there, but Fish Mooney won't level the city. Also, she's a little hard to control as a weapon. She's yeah. always thinking about herself. So we're thinking of villains that are weapons. Uh-huh. Unless it's a bomb that was manufactured at Indian Hill. And then we're like, well, yeah. then, that's a that's a false herring. Yeah. Way to get us... Super psyched for a person. Way to get us super psyched for a giant Harley Quinn. <laughs> and then it's just... <laughs> oh, my God, we love to see Harley Quinn as, like, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Just... But it's Harley Quinn. That that would make sense in Gotham. Beautiful. I'm gonna watch that. I would enjoy... I would totally watch that. That would be the newest... That would be the newest highest-rated Gotham on IMDb. <laughs> I'd be like, no, that's amazing. They did... They did B level, B level like horror movie, like fifties horror movie, attacking the fifty foot woman, but it's an episode of Gotham. It was awesome. And she's wearing her uh, DC bombshells outfit too, like of course. points because perfection. Um, I want to know what you think is going to happen with Bruce next week. Do you have any thoughts on like where that journey is taking him? Because I'm a little lost. Um, I think it's going to be a long journey. I think I would hope we don't get. As much Bruce next week as we did this week. It definitely seems going to be more focused yeah. on the long. Well, because next aspects. week, next week, what they're laying down for us for those who haven't seen the preview is that essentially Penguin working with Barbara are going to put together a team of Indian Hill escapees to go up against the Court of Owls. The Court of Owls, which will likely have Jim Gordon. Oh yes, and GCPD. Will we see and then, Gordon and Bruce back together then? Maybe. But Bruce is probably going to be... Cause, He's going to be off doing the other thing with But the it's going to be Clone Bruce. Clone oh. Bruce is somehow going to be involved. We haven't seen Alfred figure out that Clone Bruce is involved. Like, Al- the jig will eventually be up very soon that Alfred's going to find out who it's Clone Bruce... It's got to be, because Alfred... He's got to know the Bruce. real Bruce. Yeah. Like, I know they did a good job, but like they, no one did that good of a job. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to bring... just. I, this is a very changeling situation happening here, and I just need him to have his Angelina Jolie <laughs> coming to the truth moment of being like, that's um. not my kid! The C.C. Williams in the chat thinks it's just a giant owl. Um, <laughs> I've had a couple people put a giant owl, like yeah, a, no, I... a building-sized owl. That's 
Meaning that's that the terrifying. egg, the egg was the size. The egg was just the size of that like box, and then it the you. I you love groom it. that you groom that owl over a couple weeks that baby owl over a couple weeks to be the size of a building if and Talon just level the whole city. If Talon can write it like Gandalf wrote his eagles, then I will be a thousand percent for this. Oh God, I don't. It's comments like that that make me wonder if if we're doing it right or way wrong. <laughs> we're like, man, <laughs> no, we're doing it a hundred percent right. Is that a tangent or a spoiler? <laughs> If you haven't watched or read by now, I can't help you. <laughs> we can't contain pop culture forever. At some point, things have to be said. Um, what else did I have? Um, so do we, we think Gordon just straight up joins the Court of Owls? Like, he oh, plays man. along? or does he? And if he does, I, like, how long till he tries to destroy them? Immediately. Right? Gordon is not known for his temper. He's not a very patient man. Yes. So, immediately seems right. And yet, now that we have him back with Bullock, I really want this show to get into some, like, long-form detective work, and I think, I can't think of any way better to do it than to start with The Court of the Owls, mm. and, and trying to crack that code and see what's going on, but since we're winding down toward the end of the season, um, and uh, all of our drama is in a very heightened yep. place, my guess is it happens very quickly. And by the way, scheduling note, four more weeks, five more episodes. Okay, double, got a doubleheader on the last we one? We have a doubleheader on the end. Nice, excellent. Doubleheader on the end, um, tweet at me if... Tweet at me if you, you hear any um, season three news. I've yet to hear any season three Nothing. news. I feel like they're going to hold out. At this point, they're going to hold out until Upfronts. And, it just makes sense. And then Upfronts will probably be right around before that season finale. So I still feel confident that we're going to get another season. It makes sense for me for them to just finish it out. Mm-hmm. Unless they have like four major pilots and they're like, we got to run all of them. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Great. Do you have any more predictions at large? Uh, I'm just waiting for the girl fight that is going to be Barbara versus Ivy because those two have such large personalities, uh, and sit and, and they're both all about themselves and, yeah. and, and furthering their agendas. Uh, Fish Mooney would like to slip in in that last like two episodes, and just the three of them are fighting for control of Gotham. Uh, that's the Gotham City Sirens. I would want on Gotham. Agreed. I think we're not going to see any type of that showdown this season, and if there is a next season, probably not next season because next season is going to be Gotham City Sirens. And there's talk of Harley Quinn. There's talk of... It's about damn time. But, final prediction. Do you think they will defeat the Court of Owls in four weeks? I, I, I'll stick with my original theory, which is that they will think they have defeated the Court of the Owls. That's my and thought. And we will get a nice teaser that says, that not yet, son. Uh, the Court of the Owls does not go down easily. Or that the Court of Owls... Or that this was like an ancillary Court of Owls. That <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't even the real Court they of Owls. They thought they were was... the top tier, but no... Or that, that, like, there was a court of owls that did run whatever state Gotham's mm. in. Yes. And, like, they took down a region. Like, it's kind of like the they took. the regional branch? They took down the regional branch of the court of owls. <laughs> they still have to fight. <laughs> it's, like like an it. NW, it's like an NWA champion. Jimbo in the booth got me there. Um, hey, guys. If you want to find me on. If you want to find <laughs> us on Twitter and talk to me about Gotham, I am Steve Kaufman. That's at Steve Kaufman, K A U F M A N N. That's also me on Snapchat, but I'll warn you, I get real weird. He sure does. I, I just joined <laughs> Snapchat, and it's a whole bunch of fun. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique, every week at blackgirlnerds.com. Come back to the After Buzz on Thursday, where I'm doing Genius at 2, uh, Handmaid's Tale at 3, Knife Hour on Popcorn Talk at 4, and Riverdale at 10, because I love being here in this <laughs> studio. Uh, you can always find me over at blackgirlnerds.com. If you head over there now, you can check Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review. Check back Friday for my review with CNN's WKML Bell on his new show, United Shades of America. 
I need to do more things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys and good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I am the knight. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.